All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist, producers, songwriter, Paul Morris. What is up, Paul? I'm going good, man. How's, it, how's the connection? Because you kind of broke up a little bit right there. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a lot better. Let's try to keep a good connection. All right, so um, before we get into your, your current projects, tell my listeners a little bit about you. Um, when was it and why did you first get into making music, bro? remember uh, my mother's actually a singer uh, she's actually even a poet and a lot of my family members are singers all right hey can you get somewhere where there's a yeah the, the connection is terrible man I can't I can't I didn't hear hardly anything you said my apologies how about now is this better yeah yeah that's better try answer yeah yeah go ahead and try try that one more time Okay, my apologies. Oh, you're good. Um, um, well, yes, I was saying that uh, music is just, it's been a part of my life since I can remember. You know, I, um, since, as far as I can remember, far back. You know, my uh, my mother is a singer, songwriter, and poet. Um, you know, most of my family on my mother's side, they're singers and songwriters, mostly in the, uh, the gospel genre. Mm. And uh, so I grew up in the church. Um, I'm originally... I'm a Southern boy, um, grew up in the South, uh, born in Florida, so, you know, um, I have my gospel roots, so that's where I kind of picked up, um, you know, my, my music and um, my passion for music. And then I grew, you know, as as I grew, my uh, my artistry grew. So I started actually playing brass instruments, and um, oh, nice. I started actually writing and arranging um, for my high school uh, marching band along with, uh, one of my best friends and now, um, you know, one of my co-producing partners, Nico, um, we actually just started writing arrangements by hand, just, um, scoring. Mm-hmm. And so I went from scoring to, um, you know, later on to say, you know, I, I, you know, I was always a hip hop head and, um, you know, because I was already writing and arranging and playing different instruments, naturally I started producing. So I started making beats first. And then, you know, once I got to college, I started, you know, really wanting to, you know, explore lyricism. So I went and saw the Kanye West going to Dark Tour, and man, that just changed everything for me because I always loved, you know, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible performer and an icon, but seeing Kanye West perform at that level as a hip hop artist, it opened my eyes to something different. And that's what really sealed it for me to, you know, really want to be an artist, producer, and do it all. You know, I, I saw it myself. And then not only was Kanye on the bill, they had uh, NERD with Pharrell. Oh, yeah. And then Lupe Fiasco, who was actually one of my favorite uh, lyricists at the time, and then Rihanna. So it oh, was wow. a great thing to kind of, you know, change my perspective and really put everything in place for me. And even after that show, I went back, you know, I started listening to, Lupe's album at the time, The Cool, and I was flipping through this, the CD cover, and I noticed that all of the songs that I liked were, you know, by the same production team, ah. Chris and Drop. And so I actually reached out to Drop online, sent him my music, and we started working on my first project, and the rest is history, and now today we're working on, well, I'm working on the play. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that, that was a, that's the answer I was looking for. I love when somebody gets in there and just, 
really gives me a nice in-depth timeline of how they got to where they are now. Because everybody's got a story, you know? It's always interesting to me how how people's paths take them from, like, high school and to where you are now. And now you're working with, like, Grammy-nominated engineers or, and sound, sound guys. And, um, so that's interesting. So let's talk real quick about um, the single... The well, coolest, and then, and then, and then you had another song that was even just as successful previous to that. And I'm gonna talk about that in a second too. But talk about your current track. What's the backstory on that? Oh wow, uh, coolest man. Um, it's really kind of like a, I would say, a cool little autobiography on myself. You know, I'm, I wanted to basically just put in there, you know, uh, why I'm cool and what makes me cool and why my listeners should listen to me. You know, I just thought that was a, a cool little spin on it and it was really just um, you know a different I wanted to change the energy a lot of the songs on the album they, they're different they, they all differ um, I wanted it that way I wanted everything to be broad so that my listeners could have different things to listen to and choose from so um, you know Coolest is different than No Reverse and you know, Bad Boys and all the other records that have come afterwards um, you know but um, it was a fun it's a fun record Mm-hmm. It's something that I could hear at a party or something I can listen to in my car and just driving around, especially here in LA. So, um, it had that, that energy, that vibe. And, um, it was, it was, it was something that I actually worked on before I actually moved here. I, again, I'm, I'm originally from Florida, but I spent a lot of time in Atlanta. I lived there for a while and I was producing, um, some records there. And, um, I sent this record to, um, my co-producing partner, Nico, and he was still in, in Atlanta when I moved here at the time, and I, I had already produced the record when I was there. So um, he was in a studio session with Bangladesh, who's a Grammy award-winning producer, yeah. out of the bank, and um, he heard the, the, the instrumental of the, the record Coolest, and he kind of he co-signed it. He said, man, this is dope. So once Nico you know, shouted that out to me, over here in LA, I was like, okay, that's definitely, that's going to definitely be on that album. Yeah, yeah. So I started writing immediately and I was like, yo, I'm going to put a, a Cali energy and spin on it, you know, because I was here now. So I wanted something that matched where I am now. So who made the beat for that? Because I, I, I listened to the song about five or six times. That's how much I liked it. Oh, man, I did. I appreciate it. Nice. I, I produced every record on the album. Yeah, there's something about that song. It's really fun. It's a it's a fun song. Um, I think if I was listening to it in my car, I might I might speed a little bit. I might I might be going over the speed limit a little bit. <laughs> I've done that uh, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a great vibe, man. I just and I like how it's kind of bouncy. You know what I mean? How you how you deliver the the, the, the lyrics too. It's kind of, it has like a really the word bouncy comes to mind for some reason. It's kind of it's kind of got these cool little hooks to it. Um. I liked it, man. I thought it was great, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. So talk about the other song, um, No Reverse. You touched on it for a second, but that song had nice success as well. Talk about that song. No Reverse is, uh, man, it's, I consider it sort of a period piece because it's so tied to everything that was going on in 2020 and even early 2021 this year with the January 6th yeah. uh, insurrection and everything. You know, it was just... Um, I wanted something that spoke to what was going on within, at that at that time last year. You know, it was so many things that were, was happening with the pandemic and then, 
you know, the we were you know, going through, we were changing presidents. It was just, it was just yeah, a lot. It was a shit show. And, uh, and I just, I wanted to express that creatively. And, you know, there was no reverse. Originally, it wasn't even about, um, it was more personal. And I actually went back and rewrote it. It was more about myself um, liberating myself from the workforce and putting everything into my music. I was saying, you know, I wasn't going back, you know. And then once 2020 hit, it like really hit, you know, and I, I got, in, I think it's like, like mid July, mm -hmm. I went back and I rewrote the entire record. I was like, man, this is bigger than me. You know, it has to be bigger than me. So I made it more about what was happening in the world. So. Yeah. That's why I consider it more of a period piece, but I, that, and that's why it was the the earliest record to drop. Like it came out earlier this year, and I wanted it to come out first because I knew that it was you know it was attached to what was happening at that time. And it, I mean, it's still you know some of the themes that are there. You know, unfortunately, we're still trying to get past. You know, and um, mm -hmm. you know, so I wouldn't say it is it's a, it would ever be dated, but it is tied to uh, you know a very specific period. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't like to divulge into politics real hard, but I will say this. I'm a U.S. veteran, served the country, and uh, what I saw on January 6th was fucking terrifying. Um, we had 200 plus years of peaceful transfer in this country, and for, for, for President Trump to pull that nonsense, and to push that narrative and create that freaking shit show on January 6th just disgusted me, man. Um, and I don't really get into politics much, but that was freaking out of control. And I don't ever want to see this country go through that bull crap again, man. Um, so I'm kind of glad you wrote something on it. I agree. And you know what's so funny about that, man? Like, I actually wrote it before all of that happened. Like, oh, wow. It was like, like you know, I, I had the release set for January 15th. And I had, again, wrote that song, like, July, you know, July in the previous year. And, you know, it just so happened that, you know, the insurrection happened weeks before the song was released. And I was like, wow, man, this is just so current, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was meant to be. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. The, the song is, not, not, not January 6th, the, the song is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I found also pretty cool is, yeah, man, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you captured that in, in, in your song. Um, but also these animated videos, man, what's the thinking behind the animated videos? I like that, I like the idea. Thanks, man. Um, you know, I'm a big Tupac Shakur fan as well. Oh, all right. All right, look, man, I'm going to let you finish that answer, and then, and then I got a Tupac story I want to share with you. Oh, go there, yeah, let's go. But, uh... Oh, you okay? I I go. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so Pop, the influence of Tupac came from uh, "Do for Love." Like that was one of my favorite videos, you know. And it was animated, and I love that it followed the story of the song. And I was like, man, it's a vibe. It reminded me of like Baby's Kids, and that was also one of my favorite cartoons growing up as a kid. Like it just um. I and I. It's no better way to tell a story. But to me, like, then sometimes doing the animated, you know, mm -hmm. you can get a better perspective that way. And I wanted that, you know, I, we did it with one video, and I was like, you know what, let's just do it. We're going to do it for the whole album. Like, I was, like, hooked. I was like, man, this is dope. I love expressing the, um, you know, my, my art this way. And I thought it was unique. And so far, man, I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying it. I think the fans are, too. 
Yeah, it's a nice change. I know, I know some guys in a rock band called Like Machines, and they did a couple animated videos too that were really successful for them. It's, it's, it's catchy, it's different, fans get, like to see you know, a little bit of something different, um, so I think they can do real well, you know? And the album is a story. It tells a story, so I feel like there, you know, there's no better way again to tell a story than doing it, you know, animated, like especially yeah. you know, following, you know, again a, a whole story. So. All right, so I'm going to tell you the Tupac st story, and then I want you to talk to me about the flight because that's the name of the record, the album that you're gonna. Well, it's kind of like all these singles are coming to that climax. You know, I like that concept too. Um, all right, so 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 some years back, you remember the movie Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Ice Cube was in it. His son was in it. So there was a guy named Mark Rose, who was an actor, who he played Tupac in that in that film, and he looked just like him. If you remember seeing the film, the dude that played Tupac, the actor looked, looked like he was his twin brother. I mean, the, yeah, he did. The, the, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't have a real big role because in real life, when that all went down with N.W.A., Pac was kind of young, and he was kind of like like. Like, they were kind of handing the torch over to him and Snoop. You know what I mean? Like, like there wasn't... They were just a little bit older, N.W.A. So right, so, right. so Tupac's role, that was, wasn't a real big... Um, well, the guy, well, the part that this guy played, Tupac, wasn't a big part of the film. Because Tupac was just, just starting to hit his stride. You know, he was young. Um, so it wasn't a big main part of the, of the N.W.A. story. However, I had Mark on my show, on my podcast show shortly after that film came out and I asked him yep I I asked him in the interview what was the highlight for you playing Tupac and he thought about it for just a second and he goes the highlight for me wasn't during the film it wasn't it wasn't the filming it wasn't during the film he said the highlight for me he said when we had a a film release party for the film Tupac's mother showed up and came up to me, introduced herself, shook my hand, called, pulled me in, gave me a hug, and whispered in my ear that how proud she was of me and how Tupac's looking down, very proud of him for his performance. Wow. Dude, every hair in my body stood up. Every hair in my body stood up. <laughs> <laughs> when he told me that. I mean, how, how, you, can you, I mean, can you even think about a better validation for your performance than Tupac's mother endorsing what you did? Man, nah, man, I mean, you can't get it any better than that. You can't get any better than that, dude. So I, I wanted to share that with you, because usually when I do interviews with hip-hop artists, if they bring up Tupac, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that story with them. So, man, I'm glad you shared that with me. Yeah, yeah man. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah it was, that was great. All right, so I like your idea of dropping these singles, and, and it's like it's almost like a preface to the flight when it comes out, right? It's like all the little pieces, and then you got the yes. whole thing, man. So, talk to me about the title, the flight, and the idea of you know dropping the singles, and then boom, you'll drop the whole album. Man, you know, um, I actually went on a, a, a cool little run in 2018. I dropped two EPs in that year, so I was like, you know. It was time to transition to my full, my first full LP, and I was like, you know, I really wanted to take some time. I didn't know that everything was gonna again. Not, no one knew what was gonna happen with 2020, but even prior to that, I actually was involved in a major car accident. Oh wow! Yeah, in 2019 on 11/11 actually, and um, 
you know, that accident caused me to have a bunch of major surgeries. Oh, wow. Brain operation, you know, oh, last man. year. And during that time, I was working on the album, and that was kind of helping me, you know, maintain my positivity and yeah. kind of help, you know, me have something again to, look, you know, look forward to and everything. And I, I knew that I wanted the album to be special because it's my first. You know, it's like, you know, I, I have a, a, a list of about five to ten people that are like my my major influences, and I named a few already. But Jay Z is also another, mm-hmm. and I love how he rolled out his process at you know his early stage of his career in the 2000s. He just went back to back to back, you know, ten years straight, just mm-hmm. dropping albums every year, and that's kind of my plan. So. Um, this being my first, I wanted it to be special. So I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it. You know, I was recovering while working on the album at the same time. And I just fell in love with every record. And I was like, you know what? They all need their own spotlight. Mm-hmm. So let's give them, you know, a, a month at a time. And a video, every, every record needs its own video. And also, too, because there was such a gap between, you know, those, that run in 2018 and then the coming back and releasing it early this year, I was like, man, this, the fans deserve to kind of take a ride with me. Yeah, and not yeah. just get it all at one time. Here you go. This is it. You know, I want you to feel it. And actually, you know, that's that's why I played on that, that word, you know, the flight, you know, because, again, it's a journey. And this is the takeoff. Like I said, you know, I want to do a, a run. You know, I want to go ahead and just drop, drop, drop every year. You know, so... I was LP, I mean, you know, so I was like, this is a cool way to get it going. And um, also, again, I love the journey aspect of it. Yeah, I do too. And it's a very fitting title considering, you know, what you've been through. And um, how you doing now with your health, man? You healing up? Oh, I'm great. You know, I'm yeah. blessed. I'm great. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, everyone is like super hyped about how, you know, I was able to bounce back. Yeah. So quickly, you know, thank God, you know, I had a great support system, have a great support system, you know, yeah. with um, my family, you know, my wife. Nice. And, you know, just, again, music to be able to lean on, my fan base, and just, again, being inspired to be able to continue to be creative and bring something to the world and, again, keep going, keep grinding. Oh, well, I love it, man. So talk to me a little bit about... Working with these graminated, I'm graminated, Grammy nominated. I think I just might invented the word graminated. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Cruz and 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 you mentioned Pharrell Williams before, who's one of my favorite uh, producers and, and singers. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, talk about working with these with these talented people, man. Like, what's that done for you? Obviously, it's done good stuff, but get it, give me more details. Man, I mean, you gotta have the right team. That's something that I always like go back to and I'm big on. You know, that's the, that's you need that in every aspect of your career. But the team is important and for me, even being an artist producer, you know, I was like, man, you know, if I'm gonna do it, I gotta have the right people in place. So the engineering was, was big because I wanted my sonics to be right. So bringing in someone like Brian Cruz was was definitely uh Something that was important to me, and, and also again having that that vibe together, that's cool too. And we have to like he's been my right hand guy out here, um, working on the project together. He he has a, a great 
uh, resume. Uh, he's working with Dua Lipa and everyone, you know. Yeah. You know, he's Grammy nominated. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's been helping me get the whole project done. So, you know, shout out to Brian. And, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, my first, uh, one or two projects were done with Trop, who actually worked with Lupe and <clears throat> well and everyone. So he actually helped me get started. So yeah, shout out to him as well. But you know what? It's a, it's a testament to your talent, though, because these level, these level producers, and you talk when you start talking about guys that are nominated for Grammys and stuff. I mean, that, that's that's a different level. So the fact that they're wanting to put their time in with you, because uh, they don't just do that for anybody. You got to have, you know, you got to have a certain level, a certain level of talent for them guys to mess with you. You know, you know, you know what I mean? They're not just going to like take anybody. Um, so I think you, you need to give yourself credit too that you, that people want to work with you at that level. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I mean, yeah. that's what uh, that's what partnership is all about, man. You got to make sure to again, everyone is feeling each other. So it's good to, to hear that, and it's good to again know that there are people that you know want to connect with you on that level. Yep, yep. And they're not good. And they're like, I'm, I'm telling you, they probably get approached by a lot of people. Whenever you talk about, when you insert the word Grammy into the same sentence as somebody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, so they get, they get approached by a lot of people. So the fact that these guys are working with you definitely is a testament to your level. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I, I listen to your music. I mean, I listened to your song five times before. Hang on. Like the first time I listened to it is, the first time I listened to it, I, I always listen to, like, whoever I have on my show, I'll listen to their music at least twice. But the first time I listen to it is just to kind of get a feel because I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes I get sent garbage, and I don't mean to be mean. And then I gotta pretend like I like it throughout the whole interview, man. But um, I'm just I'm just being honest. Sometimes some of the stuff I'm like, you know, this this person probably needs to be like maybe doing something else. I'm not sure if they're gonna, if they're gonna make it. This, you know, it sounds mean, man, but it's just true. So yeah, you know, it's the truth. But when I heard your song, I listened to it, and then I always listen to the songs twice. First time I listened to it, as is more of an analytical reason, I'm like listening for like production and, and you know, hooks and, and like how well it was mixed. I can tell if they put money into it or not. And then the second time I just listened to it if I enjoy it just because I want to hear a good song. You know, so I get out of the I get out of breaking it down mode and I just want to enjoy it the second time. I got the five times with yours because I just love the freaking hook. I love the hell out of it, man. You know, it was cool as hell. Thank you, man. Yep. Thank you, man. I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was like reading my emails and shit, and I played it again while I have, you know, some music in the background while I'm reading my emails, and yeah, man, it was good shit. So, yeah, kudos to you, man. Love it. Yeah, man. Um, all right, so a couple more things, and I'll let you go. So what are your goals? Because we're almost ready to flip, man, flip into, into 2022. We're like weeks yeah, away yeah. from 2022. So, like, where do you want to be a year from now? Like, realistically, what do you want to get done where do you want to be, like, one year from now? Man, I'll actually, uh, halfway through the year, I'll still be rolling out this album. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be taking flight. Uh, but the second half of the year, hopefully we'll be preparing for the next album. I mean, I've actually uh, started already working on some um, production pieces for the next album already. Nice. <laughs> you know, even while we're still rolling out this one. So that's the plan. You know, that's the goal. And then, you know, you want to be at, of course, a different level in your career, you know, every year. Sure. 
you know, I'm hoping to, you know, be Grammy nominated as well with this yeah. album, you know, so, and we'll see. Now, what about playing live? I mean, you're out in Los Angeles now. Are the venues opening up out there where you can do some live performing? Oh, yeah. This, I mean, we're just now cranking back up, you know, but um, I actually have a show next month. Um, it's not in person. Um, however, it's, it's a live stream. Yep. But I actually do have a performance of uh, a concert, actually, on December 18th via Twitch. So I'm actually going to be dropping the link for that nice. on my social media, on Instagram. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. I will, uh, at the end, I'll, I'll put up my um, my handle information. So yep. make sure you stay tuned. But, um, but yeah, you know, we, we've been working on that for the last couple of months. And I think it's going to be a special show. Um, you know, I, I, I did a, a string of live performances again in 2018 when I was doing those two EPs. So I was like, you know, now it's time to get back on stage. But I wanted to broaden it again because I have audience. I've been blessed to have audiences uh, in different countries. So yeah. I was like, man, you know, it'll be great to kind of get everyone to see the show at one time. You know, I can't be everywhere at once. And <laughs> it's still a pandemic going on, even though it's gotten better. And there's certain places I can't really travel to right now. Or yeah. I choose not to travel to right now. Yeah. But at least I'm able to still provide a performance to those who are willing to see it. So that was my goal. So that's why I chose to do a live stream. But there are venues that are open and, and you know, cranking up now here in L.A. That's what's up, man. Paul, I had a good time talking to you, man. This is a fun interview. You got a lot of talent. Thanks, I, mean, I think the sky's the limit for you. Just stay... Uh, Stay healthy, stay focused, keep keep greatness around you like you're doing with these with these engineers and sound guys that are Grammy nominee guys. Um, obviously, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can follow you, where they can get your music, man. Well, man, first and foremost, thanks for having me on again. Like you said, it's been a pleasure, um, and you can follow me. I'm on my uh, Instagram uh, page, and that's uh, mr 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 underscore Paul Morris all together. Again, that's mr underscore Paul Morris. That's my IG handle and my Twitter. So that's where you can get my uh, most of my information. That's like my main hub, um, Instagram. You can get my uh, all of my links for my link tree and everything there. So just stay tuned. You'll find all the information for the show and all everything Paul Morris. So make sure you follow me. There it is, folks. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on the show. When you got some more stuff you want to talk about, man, just just get with us and we'll get you back on. All right, bro? Hey, I'd love to be back. Yeah, well, I'd love to have you back, man. Have a good one. Be, be safe. I appreciate your time. I had a lot of fun. All right. Thanks again. Yep. Have a good night.